What's up, y'all? In today's episode of Order Within, I'm going to be talking about the love of our creator. And I'm going to be framing it from the perspective of the Urantia book. If you haven't heard of the Urantia book, it's an over 2,000-page book around the existence of humanity, science, religion, spirituality. It details an alternative life of Jesus. It details the structure of the universe. It's a very high-powered, intellectually stimulating book. And if you haven't checked it out, I would recommend you give it a look. It's been one of the most impactful books for me that I've ever read. But in today's episode, we're going to be covering the love of our creator and discussing the essence of a loving creator. We're going to talk about the misconceptions of divine love. We're going to talk about free will as a divine gift. We're going to look at the creator within us, which is also known as the divine adjuster. We're going to talk about suffering and divine intent, and then we're going to look at personal, some personal reflections and stories on this book and this perspective of our creator and what it's done with my life and what it's done with others and how it can help us closen us, get us closer to our creator and connected to our creative center and source of the world, our Heavenly Father. So let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to Order Within navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Brandon Ward, back with another episode of Order Within. Today's episode is a special one for me. It's something that has changed my life, the relationship to my creator, our creator, I should say, and the evolving relationship that has come with my creator. There are a lot of misconceptions and confusion around our relationship to our creator. I think religion has done a lot to muddy the waters. There's a lot of fear ideologies in our world that confuse these things and muck stuff up. But the focus of today's episode is centered around the love and the loving nature of our creator and how loved we are. And when we look at our relationship to our creator. It's challenging for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people that were raised in religious environments or even secular environments where there was no acknowledgement of religion can create friction and can create resistance to coming into a personal relationship with our creator. And because of that, I see so many people struggle in the world, struggle today with their place, their purpose, and the security and safety that comes from a connection, a healthy, loving connection to our creator. And because of that, our world is limited. Our world is still fraught with suffering and challenges and struggles and pain and fear. So I want to unpack a lot of these things because I think there's a lot of misconceptions around why things happen. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why, how does evil exist in the world? There are a lot of questions that come up around 
the nature of creation and our relationship to our creator. I'm going to be framing this from the perspective that I've learned about our creator and the universe from a book called The Urantia Book. Now, it's a book that was published in the 50s. It's a bit of a mystery around how it came to be. Supposedly, there were several, several authors that channeled the book. It's insane. I read it over a six-month period. It's over 2,000 pages long, and it goes through the entire structure of our universe. And what it did for me, and I'll have an episode. I've actually got a great guest lined up that's going to come on to talk about the Urantia book. I'm going to do more episodes in the future on the Urantia book and how it can help us and its explanation of the universe and our place in it. But for me, what it's done is created the logical order that I've always intuitively felt and brought it into word and brought it in an organized fashion that you could understand it. Now, the language is a little archaic because of when it was published and how it was published. So it can be a little dense, but it's so powerful in what it offers. And it's been life-changing for me. I've always been a faith-oriented person. I've ebbed and flowed between my relationship with our creator and my place in the earth and my purpose here. I've never been a hardcore religious person. I've gone to church a little bit, but I've always been res resistant to organized religion and man's place around religion and how religions and religious leaders can be manipulative of those positions. That's something to me that I've seen far too often. And we make that mistake a lot of connecting our creator to religions. Religions are man-made, whereas our creator is omnipotent, ever-present, and always with us. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about in today's show is distinguishing the difference between what humans do on earth and what our creator has done for us and what our creator does for us and his, her place in our existence. But this is something for me that changed my connection to our creator. It brought a more personal connection to our creator. I've always had that. I've always felt it even when I was young. But I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to make sense of it. I got far away from it at points in my life. I was very lost for many years in my life. I mean, over a decade of, of really being lost, depressed, suicidal, just completely broken in many ways. Wounded, I should say. Done a lot of healing. And, and the reason and what helped me in so many ways, other than some of the tools that I've shared on this channel, has ultimately been my faith, my connection to our creator. It's very difficult to find fulfillment in our world without something like that and that purpose and that deeper sense of understanding in our place in the universe. If you just look at things at a surface level or just look at this tiny little moment in time, things won't make sense. It seems like chaos. So we've got to move beyond our preconceptions of what we know about our creator and religion and what that's done to it. And that's what I'm hoping to do here is, is to portray a new picture, a different picture of our creator. And that is one of unconditional love and acceptance. And when we look at our creator, if we think about any loving human being we've interacted with, if we've been fortunate enough to have at least one of those human beings in our life and the way that they loved us, the way that they've accepted us, the way that they are present with us, the way that they care about our well-being and our desires and our goals, and they help us and support us, and they challenge us when we may be out of our way or getting off the path. That is love that we feel, that we felt from others, and we know it, we experience it. If we've had the 
blessing to feel that, to have some form of love, whether it's a parent, a friend, a relative, a mentor, a coach, a teacher, any of those things. If we've had the privilege and blessing to be loved by at least one person, then we can imagine if we can be loved by a human in that way, think about what our creator and how our creator may love us. The dynamic, endless way that we may be loved by our creator. And that's the essence of the creator love that lives within all of us and the love that we are given by our creator. There is no wrong way of being made. And there's so much in our world about sex, religion, gender, all of these things that confuse that love with our creator. And many of these things have been laws and writings by man, by humans, by fellow people, other people that have made up laws or said things and placed them in books of religion. Now, look, there's a lot of wisdom in the religions of our world. I'm not saying all of that is nonsense. There's a lot of religion in the world's religions. It's it's up to us to learn and gleam those nuggets out of religion. But when we come back to judgment, criticism, fear, fire and brimstone, those are not components of our creator. Those are human-made, fear-driven ideologies. And they've infiltrated much of the world's religions, and we confuse those concepts with the love of our creator. And there are so many people that come into the world or grow up in the world and believe that they are not lovable or not lovable by our creator because of the way they look, because of their sexuality, because of the things that they may believe, or because of the horrible things that they've done in our life. That's the reality is no matter how bad of things that we've done, if we can simply open our hearts and turn to our creator, all of those things are forgiven. They already are forgiven. It's the forgiveness of self and opening up to our creator that must adjust and change because that's the challenge. Understanding that we are already loved and accepted as we are. We were made in the image of our creator. So the way that we came into this world is the way that we were designed to be. So if you were made and you came into the world a certain way, then how can that be of sin? Or how can that be wrong if we were designed that way? So it's removing those obstacles that says, I'm not lovable. I'm not loved by my creator because I'm this or I'm that. First and foremost, that is not true because we are all loved by our creator. At the core of who we are and what we are, we are always loved and will always be loved. We turn away from our creator. It's not the other way around. It's never been that way. We turn away. The power that we hold as creators, as creators, is what we're here to learn. But we can use that power of creation that we've been gifted to turn away from our creator. But that is our choice. That choice is our power being manifested. And that's how much love we have. That's how loved we are. Is because we have the freedom to make choices. The fear-based ideologies that judge others and say that you are not lovable, you are condemned to hell for whatever reason it may be, that is humanity. There's nothing on this planet that can be done that will turn our creator away from us. And that's some of the most vile human beings that have ever existed. Cruel, evil human beings always have a path to redemption if they so choose it. The challenge is, this is according to Urantia, is 
we continue on paths, lifetimes, where we go further and further away from the creator, from love, from truth, from goodness, beauty, all of these things that represent the embodiment of creation and how our creator made us and the image of our creator. We choose to move further and further away from those things. And as we move further and further away from those components, we eventually can annihilate ourselves out of existence because we are denying the loving nature of reality. We can only go so far before the universe says, okay, you've reached your end. You've clearly determined to not turn back to any of this and to not deny the entire nature of reality, which is love, which is truth, compassion. And by doing so, by using our creative power, we annihilate ourselves out of existence as individuals, and then we go back into the collective source, the creative source. Now, again, that takes lifetimes. We are always given chances. We are always given almost infinite chances, effectively, if we are trying to learn to grow. That's how much love we are given. There are lifetimes that we can do where we are terrible humans, and yet we get more and more chances to redeem ourselves because we are so loved. So the fear-based ideologies limit our ability to connect with our creator and commune with what is rightfully ours. And fear-based ideology is driven by humans seeking to control and keep us small. There's almost always a person behind these fear-based ideologies that are driving us towards something so that they can gain from that. That's the, the danger and the challenges we have to look out for related to these fear-based ideologies. Now, that doesn't mean we just go on continuing to be terrible and doing horrible things, obviously. Ideally, we're going to learn from these things. We're going to improve. We're going to get better. We're going we're gonna to make, make better choices, and we're going to become more loving people. That's the ideal. But we can slowly, over time, erode ourselves and our sovereignty based on the choices that we have. And that's what comes down next, which is our free will. Our free will is a gift from our creator. And our free will is also what allows and is the reason that bad things exist in the world, evil exists in the world, sin, all of these things, whatever you want to call them. Free will is what enables those things to exist here. It's not us being punished by our creator. It's not God smiting us for doing terrible things, for being ignorant. It's, to me, the equivalent of God punishing us for being on this planet and making mistakes is the equivalent of, of punishing a one-year-old or a two-year-old for playing and learning and doing things that they do, that toddlers and babies do when they're learning, when they're testing boundaries, when they're seeing how far they can go, when they're challenging their parents. That's just the nature of children and learning and understanding and growing boundaries and gaining boundaries. It's the same thing with humans. We're not cast aside. We're not being thrown out of heaven. That honestly is an absurd notion. When we look at the love of our creator and the image of our creator with which we were created in, does that sound like an unconditionally loved human or creator? Our creator loves us unconditionally. That means no conditions. There is no condition that exists without us being loved. None. 
So we have to let that sink in and realize that no matter the mistakes that we made, no matter the, the challenges that we face in this world, no matter how horrible we may have been, we are loved. And for any of anyone out there that may feel unloved because of the way they were brought up, because of what their family told them, because of what their community told them, because of what, their, of what the world told them about who they are and how they don't deserve love or how wrong they are or how sinful they are, that's nonsense. It all comes back to feeling and finding that love within ourselves, which is what our creator gave us. But free will is our power. It's the distinguishable difference of why we exist and how we exist as creators on our path to becoming creators, sons, and daughters of the universe. Without free will, everything is determined. We don't learn. We're not growing. We're not expanding. We're not coming into realization of our place in the universe. So that free will is what enables us to learn, to grow, to understand, to explore, to create, to be curious. That is why free will is a gift. But that's also why evil and darkness and bad things happen on this planet because humans have free will. You have to take the good with the bad. But that's not God punishing the earth and humanity. All kinds of terrible things happen, and this is something that I hear all the time. Terrible things happen on earth, or something bad happens, and someone will say, oh, what, why, am I, why is this happening to me? Why is God punishing me? Why am I being punished? The reality is, is that most of the time, things happen. Often, bad things that happen are not God. These aren't, these aren't God. They're humans. They're our fellow humans. One another treating one another like this. We confuse bad things and we assume that we have no free will, we have no sovereignty, and we assume that we're being punished. But by our creator, I should say, humans punish one another. Humans can be cruel. We can be terrible to one another. But that's not our creator. But then you may ask, well, how can our creator that loves us so much allow us, allow these things to happen? Well, we have to make mistakes. We have to be able to learn. And we can't learn and grow if we don't make mistakes. And that's why we're given so many chances to learn and expand our nature and understand why we're here. That's why we take many lives, many times, to understand the dynamic of reality, our place in the universe, how we can and can't treat one another, why we should and shouldn't be the ways that we are or the way that we treat other people. Those things take time. That's why we're afforded the gifts and time to expand and grow and change. But free will is what makes that possible. That's also why bad things happen on this planet and will continue to happen on this planet as we grow and evolve and mature. But the more we mature, the more we come into ourselves, the more we find our place in the universe, the more we recognize our ability to create and evolve and change the less the darkness and evil will be here but until we learn and grow and understand our place in creation there will continue to be darkness and challenge and pain and struggle here it's not necessary once we learn these lessons but until we learn these lessons and understand the power and the gift that is our free will they will continue to happen. That to me is 
when we think about good and evil, it's not because we're being punished or because God is doing this to us. It's because humans, we are humans making choices and we are fallible. We make mistakes. We do terrible things. We lust for power. We deny our existence. We deny our place in creation. We deny the order in the world. We deny the sound laws and logic that exist in the universe. And we go against everything that is. And therefore, that creates suffering and pain along the way. Now, there's a lot of things that have happened throughout human history that humans and other beings have done to create intentional harm. Again, that exists. I know it does. That's why we have so many challenges and struggles that we face as a species. But our power that we've been given as creators is what enables us to overcome and learn from these things. Never let anyone take that hope, that inspiration, and that power to create away from you, regardless of how dark things may be. It's so imperative that as the world, if darkness grows in this world, the light must grow, the kindness, the compassion, the truth, the desire for beauty, all of these components must grow as evil does. Because in, in the reality of things, Evil will never conquer good. It can't. It's simply the backdrop with which we learn from. It's the polarity of our existence, the light and the dark. And it's inevitable while we're on this planet, as we evolve as a species, until the planet reaches a point of truly paradise. But I think we're a long way from that because we got a lot of things to cover before we get there. The next section that I want to talk about or segment is the creator within us. And in the Urantia book, this is called The Divine Adjuster. And for the longest time, I didn't understand this concept that, that God is within us. I couldn't understand what that meant. God is within us. God is within us. But what I've come to realize in learning from Urantia is there's a literal spark of our creator within each of us. With us on our journey throughout the infinite sojourns of time. Now, God and his Wisdom, her wisdom, learns and grows and is expanded by this relationship, as are we. God becomes our guide, our compass on that journey, if we allow him to be that. But when we say God is within us, it is literal. Literally, a spark of our creator is within each of us. And that voice, that wisdom, that divine adjuster, goes with us in our lives and helps us along the way. And there's wisdom, there's intuitions, there's happenings, synchronicities. All of these things are ways that our creator can influence our life as we learn. The key is opening our hearts, opening our minds to our creator so that he may guide us on this journey, so that the divine adjuster can adjust our existence. And that's what it's about. It's spiritualizing ourselves more and more. It's embodying our spiritual nature in a physical world. We are not physical beings. We are spiritual beings in a physical world. The divine adjuster is bridging that gap. And the more we open our heart and minds to that power, the more that gap can close and we can unify those components and live embodiment of our divine creator to the fullest of our abilities. But that creator is with us, and we are never alone. So prayer, when we pray, when we meditate, our creator is there with us, listening, guiding us. When we get into stillness and we are seeking wisdom, 
That creator is there whispering to us, guiding us. All of our answers, all of our guidance, all of those things that we need in our life are here within us because of our creator is with us. We are never truly alone in this world. And when we understand that, there's nothing that we can't overcome. And don't let anyone on this planet tell you that you are not loved because that is nonsense. Regardless, we are all loved by our creator. And it's critical. It's critical to understand that that relationship, that dynamic creator within us is there awaiting all of us. Awaiting. That's the key though. This is the essence of co-creation. It's our role to turn to our creator. It's our task to open our hearts to our creator and allow him into our life. That is our task. It is our role to do those things. But that's the choice that we must make. Our creator is always waiting for us there. But it is us who must turn to him. It is us who must open to him and allow him to guide our, our life with his wisdom, his love, and his courage. We can pray for these things in, a, in our existence, in our life, so that we can live true to those components. But our creator is always with us. So that fragment, that fragment lives within all of us and is constantly inspiring us towards a spiritualized, compassionate, focused way of living. Those thoughts, those inspirational thoughts, the, that good doing, that comes from our creator. It's our choice whether we turn into that or away from that. That's the power of our free will and that's the power of our creator being with us every moment of every day, no matter where we find ourselves. This next section is about understanding suffering and divine intent. And I was talking about this earlier, about the misconception that people are punished because of God directing and punishing people and making the decision to harm others, not realizing that we have to learn. Now, if we make poor decisions, if we do bad things, if we harm others, if we harm ourselves, if we're not caring, if we're not kind, if we're only serving ourselves, then there could be negative things that come from that. If we're good people and we love others and we love ourselves and we're kind in our community, bad things can still happen. Does that mean we're being punished? Does that mean that we are being smited? No. We forget the greater context of the universe and our place in it. We get so caught up in the details of the day-to-day, -day, the now, that we forget that oftentimes even bad things, quote-unquote, are blessings. They are lessons, learnings, teachings, showing us a greater reality, opportunities for expansion. It's only when we realize that those things have a gift within them that we can expand and grow from them. But God is not punishing us. Bad things in the world are not God pulling strings and making us suffer. Most of the suffering, the suffering that's happening in the world is our own creation because of the things that we're doing to one another, doing to ourselves. But we have the power to change that. That's the beauty of this. We have the power to change these things. We have the power to correct and change the direction with which we move as a species, as individuals, and as a planet, as a historical, universal planet. 
we have the opportunity to do so much with the power that we have. But suffering exists, and it's because of free will, and we have much to learn. But realize that so much of what happens on this planet is the free will of others. Terrible things, wars, like the terrible things that are happening on the planet, multiple wars, the corruption, all of these things are humans. Humans do these things. Humans corrupt organizations. Humans corrupt governments. So we must evolve. We must recognize our shortcomings, our fallacies, and expand ourselves as a species. That is not God punishing us. This is humans making mistakes. We have to learn from that and realize that it's our duty and obligation to make these changes, to pivot and live differently so that we can live in accordance to the universal law and the law of love and compassion. There are many examples, and I love the examples of what others have experienced. I have examples in my own life of where I've learned to love myself and find compassion for who I am and the way that I was made, the desires that I have, the passions that I have, the interest. I realized that my creator made me that way. That's the way that I am. That's the way that I've evolved in my infinite existence. And because of that, that's what makes me unique. Those are such blessings. And as I've connected with my creator, and as I've deepened this love, I've come to realize and respect myself and others around me. And that was possible because of the acceptance and love that I felt for my creator and the way that I learned to love and accept myself. Inner bonding is a process that was created by Dr. Margaret Paul. That process has helped me tremendously in terms of finding love within myself. But that comes from that spiritual love of our creator, that deeper love that all of us have within us. That love enables us to accept and embrace who we are. We have to find that in our own lives. We have to find that in ourselves. And I hear stories. I have friends who have come into these concepts, who have come to learn and love our creator. My wife is another example. She was an atheist. Uh, she was changing and, and open, and, and she's always been open-minded. But for many years, she was an atheist in her life and has since come to connect with our creator and find that love within her heart. But that was through that connection, that personal connection with our creator. And that's another component is that this connection is personal. You don't need to go to church. You don't need to go anywhere to have this relationship with our creator. He is within us. She is within us. It's our duty to connect with that. And when we connect with that relationship, when we connect with our creator, anything is possible and your life will change. And you find peace. You find security. You find confidence. You realize that there's nothing to fear because this world is simply temporary. And we're here exploring, learning, growing. What an incredible opportunity. What an incredible blessing. Even despite how challenging and insane the world is, frankly. But it's an incredible time to be here. It's an incredible place to be. And all of us who live here in these times are fortunate to be here, to learn, to grow, to expand, to come in this time and see all that has existed before us and to grow into our incredible potential. And that's all possible because of our creator living within us. And it starts with that personal connection. I have another friend who I met in California and I was actually, offici I officiated their wedding. She's a wonderful gal. And she was also very scientific, very logical, very non-believer. But as she's come to realize that 
That fear-based way of operating is not what it's about. That was the deception of many humans. But our creator is personal. It's within us. It is unique and it changes your life. It gives you the courage to explore this path and find new ways regardless of what others may think or say about you. That is an incredible power. She's still continuing that journey, still exploring her life. This, the fear that she has with these new changes. She's exploring modalities that may help her heal and come into herself. That's all possible by the faith, that love that we carry within our creator. My wife watches the RuPaul drag race. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like the over-feminized stuff. It's way too, it's not, it's not my thing. But people love that show. And she was watching that show a month or so ago. And there was one of the contestants on there telling the story of how what it was like in his household growing up the way that he was because he grew up in somewhere relatively conservative somewhere in Ohio or somewhere like that and he was very feminine he was gay he wanted to dress like wear makeup wear drag do all this very feminine activities but from where he was from that wasn't acceptable so he was told that he is wrong he is sinful he's not loved He's not loved by our creator. That's a lie. That is, again, humans taking the power of our creator and using it for their own fear-based ideologies. So many people have grown up like that, have been raised in that way, been told that they are not lovable, that they are not enough, that they are wrong, that they are sinful because of their very nature, the way they were born into the world. It's nonsense. If only that man would know that he is loved regardless because of the way he is made. He is loved and made in that image. That, that difference, that feminine energy that he brings, that boy, uh, flamboyance, that's his nature, the way he was created. It breaks my heart to know that he doesn't feel that love, that he does not realize that his creator loves him deeply because of that. He was designed that way. And instead, he hears the fears and limitations of his family his community that he grew up within. So many people have those same fears and limitations. It's not necessary. All of it can change when we recognize the dynamic love that lives within us and that comes from our creator, our infinite, eternal, compassionate creator. In my mind, Christ was the ultimate embodiment of that relationship. Christ knew the Father, the heavenly Father, and he treated humanity like his brothers and sisters of existence. Christ knew the power of the heavenly father within, and he consoled with the father daily. If we can all find that power within us, if we can all find the strength to connect within and recognize the power that we have, to pray, to connect, to be whole, to allow that wisdom and love to guide us, the world would transform. That's the power that we all hold. And that, my friends, is the love of our creator. That's all I've got for this episode. It's been a minute since I've done a solo pod. It feels really good to be back in this. I've got a lot of things coming this year in 2024 that I'm working on. I've got some great guests lined up still. I'm going to be mixing in solo pods with conversations with the incredible, brilliant people that I've been having the opportunity to talk to. I really hope you're enjoying the content so far. If you are, I'd love it if you could subscribe, share, let your friends and family know. That's how we're going to grow. If there's content or topics or anything you'd like to have me discuss, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Any feedback about the show, I'd love to hear. So 
With that being said, I appreciate y'all's time. And until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.